You know what I find strange more than anything these days is how the people that used to be my heroes and mentors growing up have all sort of slipped into this mass formation psychosis and it's become almost like I've, I've gone into an alternative universe, really. It's very strange. I mean, when I was a kid, this will be the retro part of the show. Uh, when I And welcome back to Speaking Out America. I'm your host, JR, on the CRN Talk Network, also on TalkStream Live. And then there's about a dozen or so great podcast platforms, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, which is our parent partner there. And then we have uh, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, uh, Odyssey, iHeart media they all carry the podcast speaking out america and it's pretty easy to find and then you can also go to our website which is speakingoutamerica.com and we archive the shows and articles that i write and i really do encourage you to go to the website i also have a sister podcast called the coronavirus update and that is coronavirus update also carried on platforms all across the world and it's the real stuff that goes on. We just posted a new report today, and it talks about the fact that the COVID cases are really dropping. COVID deaths are really dropping. There were 78 deaths related to COVID reported in the last 24 hours. 78. That number used to be in the thousands, 2,000 people a day. Then it dropped to the 15s. Still very, very scary. Now what seems to be happening, and we just talked about it in the last segment, is that the adverse effects from the vaccine are now starting to outpace COVID deaths. Not to the greater extent, because there's only been, well, I say only, 40,000 deaths related to the vaccine. But we know that there's been over 600,000, over a million deaths in the United States from COVID-related illness. So, But the vaccines now, 70% of Americans have been vaccinated, about 50% continue to get their boosters. And we reported that the health minister of Germany just came out yesterday and said, we need to stop the vaccines. There's too many people dying. There are too many people complaining about the after effects. And you heard Ed Dowd speak earlier about the fact that this vaccine was only tested for 28 days. That's hard to believe. But coming from Ed Dowd at BlackRock, that's pretty that's pretty frightening when you think that the average length of time for a vaccine to undergo testing is seven years. So, but what's interesting is that during the COVID, one thing that I noticed was that all, all the people that I grew up listening to and loving, like Bruce Springsteen and you two, uh, you can't find a bigger fan than me of Seinfeld. And I remember when Julia Louise Dreyfus and Kramer, uh, Michael, what's his name, were on that old TV show called Fridays, which also featured Jim Carrey. Remember them? Jim Carrey was the famous fireman. Then he went over and started doing his stuff on the Wayans, the Wayans TV show. And I forget what that name of that TV show. Hugely comedy, huge, huge comedy. Anyway, so they were anti-establishment, all of these people. Every, every one of them, they were completely anti-establishment. They hated Ronald Reagan. They hated what was then the Republican Party. They were not fans of the Bush dynasty. And, and I was among them. 
Because when I was young and an, an idealistic Democrat, everything that the Democrats stood for seemed to be in alignment with my own philosophy. You know, I cared about the air. I cared about the environment. I cared about protecting the rights of gay people because they were discriminated against. And I'm sure that I saw my own share of propaganda. But, you know, everything was uh, left brain based when I was younger. That's all of my major philosophies were left brain. In other words, it was how things felt. And that to, today is why so many people who have such virtue and they get out there every day and they're social activists, they're almost completely driven by their, their emotions. Everything is emotion-based. And when you get to that uh, philosophy, what that means is that you become afraid of everything that might hurt you. And you don't want other people to be hurt as well. So all of your decisions are based on emotion. Uh, and so all these people that now are part of the Democratic Party, Bruce Springsteen, Gladys Knight, a lot of the movie actors that you see, they're not anti-establishment anymore. They're what you would call the ideological gatekeepers. And so they get honored by the establishment, as in the case of Tuesday when Joe Biden hosted the 2021 National Humanities Medals and the National Medal of Arts celebration. And they honored Bruce Springsteen, the multi-million dollar rocker, the 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 blue collar worker. Brings, uh, I guess maybe that's why he's Democrat. See, he's still holding on to those Democratic credentials. But what he doesn't realize is now he's endorsing mutilation of children. Uh, he's endorsing this whole climate change nonsense. And yet he's a, one of the biggest offenders. He's got a you know, farm that he writes off on his taxes that just has cows and manure. It's good for him, but not for everybody else. I wish I owned enough acreage where I could have cows and manure and, and free milk. And, uh, you know, some good beef I could throw in a freezer uh, for those long winters. I wish I had that. So Biden bestowed Springsteen with the nation's highest award for advancing the arts in America and for also carrying the Democratic message. Uh, Springsteen, as you know, has so many Grammy Awards, such a great artist. I mean, uh, I was not a huge fan like some of my friends. But I could definitely see that he was, well, what did Time Magazine call him? The future of rock and roll, I think it was, around 1975. So they were all there to celebrate. They had Julia, you know, you know she is, right, Elaine, uh, on Seinfeld. And my heart kind of, kind of sinks for that because, you know, again, these people were my heroes. And one of the reasons they were my heroes is because... I felt that they were anti-establishment. And what's the big deal about being anti-establishment? Well, now that I've gotten older and I've gotten wiser and my decisions aren't based solely on emotion, but logic and reality, and some of the things that I've learned, I realize that you can't run your life or you can't run the world on emotion. Emotion prevents you from seeing the objective truth on, on things. For example, climate change. Many people walk around feeling that the world is going away, 
that they are losing control of the world and they have to control it and they have to manage it. And it's all because somebody told them that Carmen is making the world get really hot. And nobody questions that, just like nobody questioned the, vac the vaccines. Uh, the climate hysteria is almost a religion. You know, people who are separating their garbage, you know, in their heart, they're doing the right thing, but it's futile. It doesn't matter. We're too small. We're like, we're smaller than ants. We're, we're as small as a parasite that lives on an ant. Even if America were to stop producing all carbon today, if China and India, if we could wave a magic wand and get rid of all the carbon, first of all, the plants would die. Second of all, we would lose a lot of heat and we could actually find ourselves in an ice age because carbon does have a dampening effect on heat. It does absorb it naturally. But when you're talking the difference between 250 and 400 parts per billion, that's not very much. It really isn't very much. It's, it's a drop in a swimming pool. So, but these people, my heroes, they've all been, this is what's so tragic. They have, uh, they have, they've been duped. That's, that's it. They've been duped. They've been conned. They've been convinced. They've been brainwashed. They've been, I call it, they've been ice nine. Read uh, Cat's Cradle, Kurt Vonnegut, ice nine. They've been ice-nined. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Speaking Out America. So, good news to report. Earlier today, they announced that Newsmax will now return to DirecTV. DirecTV and Newsmax have negotiated a deal or a settlement which will allow DirecTV to continue to carry Newsmax programming which they had pulled from their lineup citing that it was uh, it didn't have enough listeners or some some fake crap like that and um, you know it's good because we know that the people that really pushed conservative viewers who really like Newsmax like me I like Newsmax very much I like it because it doesn't have too much polish. It, it, it's it. I, I abandoned Fox long ago, truthfully, for for so many different reasons. Chief among them is that their lack of loyalty. They just don't stand up for anything. When the when the what's that expression? When the tough get gets going, you know they don't they don't they didn't stand behind Bill O'Reilly. A whole host of hosts that they had, uh, and uh, they just bowed to peer pressure, and they gave away the elections. And more than anything, I think, is that they just spent too much time trying to uh, have broad appeal, and they, I think, they were just disloyal to their their conservative base. It's like it's easy to not be loyal to your conservative base. Somehow, I, you know, they, they just can't take the heat. I still watch the five. Because I like Gutfeld and I like Jesse and I, I have a lot of respect for Dana Perino. And I like Judge, Judge uh, uh, what's her name? Perino, I think her name is Perino as well. Um, 
Anyway, so th- there we have it. They're back on the TV, and that's good. The other good thing that, that really came out of today was that Robert Costello gave a press conference, and Robert Costello uh, is the attorney for Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen is the one that is behind this latest indictment of Trump, which now it's going to get pushed off. And I suspect after you listen to a little bit of this, you'll come to realize that Trump will not be indicted. There was so many big reveals made yesterday in this press conference that Robert Costello gave. Let's play as much of it as we possibly can, but you'll hear it. What Basically, I'll save you a little bit of time, but essentially what Robert Costello did was he brought to the grand jury 300 emails, business emails, that testified that everything that Michael Cohen said was a lie. And that if Michael Cohen is Alvin Bragg's chief witness then Robert Costello just completely blew the case, which means there will be no indictment of Donald Trump. Manhattan Grand Jury. Um, Prior to the testimony, you should be aware that I had submitted to both Trump's defense team, Susan Necklace, and the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, five packets of materials. Uh, I would say that in total, it was probably about four inches thick, Uh, I tried to get the Manhattan District Attorney to give the materials to the grand jury. That's the whole reason I produced these, most of which were compiled in 2018 and 2019. In 2018, I gave essentially the same information to the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, only after they notified me that Michael Cohen had executed a waiver of the attorney-client privilege. For reasons, I have no idea. Frankly, it was a very stupid move by Michael Cohn because now we're able to tell the truth about what Michael Cohn was saying at any point in time starting in April of 2018. So that's why I wanted to get those materials that I gave to the U.S. Attorney's Office and sat for a two-hour interview with them back in 2019, after which, you may have noticed, the Southern District of New York didn't do any business with Michael Cohn. There's a reason for that. He's totally unreliable. Today, after giving all those materials to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, out of 321 emails, they cherry-picked six emails to ask me about. And, of course, they took them out of context. When they took them out of context, I told the grand jurors, I don't know whether this will ultimately come to fruition or not, I told them to ask for the entire packet, and I held it up. I said, there's 321 emails. You need to see each and every email, which follow in chronological fashion and give you the life history of Michael Cohn dealing with our firm. I understand that earlier there were some comments made by the folks out here that you were waiting for Trump's lawyers. We are not Trump's lawyers. We do not represent Trump. We have never represented Trump. So what's the headline here? How do you contradict what the basics of the fundamentals of what he's saying? How do you contradict that? Uh, What I'm going to do, ultimately, is release the materials that I gave to the Manhattan DA's office and to Trump's lawyers to the media and let you guys read everything. Because my only mission there today was to tell the truth about what Michael Cohn was saying at any point in time during the time that we were representing him. And what is that? Oh, very simple. In uh, April of 2018, April 17th, I believe, We met with Michael Cohen for the first time at the Regency Hotel at his request. Uh, Michael was in a manic state. He told us that he had contemplated suicide. 
that he had been up on the roof of the Regency Hotel the weekend before, seriously considering jumping off because he couldn't face the enormity of the legal problems he knew were, were coming his way. His office had been searched, his home had been searched by the FBI pursuant to a search warrant, and he was imagining the worst for himself, although at that moment in time, he still hadn't been charged with any crimes. So Michael Cohn, uh, in that state of high anxiety, when he said to us numerous times, I'm looking for a way out. I need an escape hatch. How do I do this? I need to know what my options are. And his options were, as he mentioned, he said, do I have a chance for a pardon? Do I have a chance for commutation? I'm not sure he understood what that term actually meant. Do I have a chance for a cooperation agreement? He said, I don't understand why they did this to me because I was already cooperating with the House and with the FBI. Of course, he forgot to mention that he lied to the House, uh, for which he was later convicted. So I, of course, following my obligations as an attorney, explained each of his rights and what he could do. Would you have any evidence that he did not pay off Stormy Daniels on behalf of Mr. Trump? Well, here's That's what he did. Yeah, the heart of it is that Michael Cohn told us that he was approached by Stormy Daniels' lawyer and Stormy Daniels had negative information that she wanted to put in a lawsuit against Trump. So Michael Cohn decided on his own, that's what he told us, on his own to see if he could take care of this. So he sat with the lawyer for Stormy Daniels. They negotiated a non-disclosure agreement for $130,000. So I said, Michael, where did you get the $130,000? Is that Trump's money? No, it's not. Well, where did you get it? Did you take it out of your own account? No. Again, how did you get it? I took out a HELOC loan for $130,000. I said, why would you do that? He said, because I wanted to keep this secret, even secret from my own wife. He said, if I took $130,000 out of my account, she'd know right away, and I'd have to tell her what's going on. I didn't want Melania to know. I didn't want my wife to know. With all due respect, Bob, yeah. he signed a, uh, a waiver of your agreement. He did. But you're still violating the trust that he put in you. No, I'm not. He, I, am, I am honoring my ethical obligation. I've listened to Michael Cohn stand in front of the courthouse and say things that are directly contrary to what he said to us. My obligation is to bring the truth to both the district attorney and to Trump's lawyers. That's and it. so I am going to post the remainder of that. There's about another, oh, I don't know, four minutes of it. And it'll be on the Speaking Out America uh, website, speakingoutamerica.com. So if you want to hear the whole unfiltered Robert Costello uh, press conference yesterday, you can hear that because uh, you don't hear it on regular mainstream. They're not, they're not going to be playing that because what it really comes down to here is that Alvin Bragg deliberately uh, held what they call exculpatory information from the grand jury, and that is not what you do. That could get him disbarred, actually. If they find and they can prove that this was nothing more than a political witch hunt, Alvin Bragg could say goodbye to his uh, license to practice law in the state of New York and impeachment in the whole nine yards. You're messing with the wrong dude. You're messing with the wrong fella. And that's why Trump didn't get uh, arrested. There was no indictment today. Because what Bob Costello is basically saying is that I have 300 pages of email that tell you that everything that Cohen told you, your chief witness, lied. And all of it was documented. And Costello goes on to explain that that all of it was a sham and that Costello is just going out for vengeance. And it's pretty amazing to watch all of this unfold. And that's why the jury reconvened later this afternoon.
perhaps even reconsidering what to do. The left wing so desperately wants to put their claws into Trump, and it's clouded their, their vision. It's clouded their vision. So, to be continued, the drama unfolds. But they're not going to get Trump this time, and it'll turn out to be a nothing burger. All right. I thought that was appropriate. I was going to go with the people's court, but I don't know. Somehow I thought that was a little better. All right. So there you have it. Uh, I was going to try to get to the Greta Thunberg story, but that was breaking news. And we need to give that as much attention. Uh, and you heard it here first. Trump, based on what the evidence that Costello presented, which, again, you can listen to the entire thing on our website, speaking at America, uh, America.com, uh, proves beyond the shadow of a doubt that Trump once again will not be indicted. Uh, at least I don't see how that could how that could possibly happen. But, um, you know, I've learned in my years to not be surprised. <laughs> don't forget, always, uh, our podcast is available. Thanks to the folks at CRN Talk for uh, allowing us to grace their airways from 5 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday at a specific time. And, of course, all of our articles and our links at speakingoutamerica.com. Until next time, thanks for stopping by.